Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 2 of the Quest for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about focusing on the quest of taking a good day and doing great things. Let's get started. Think about a time when you thought you arrived. Perhaps it was a moment when you achieved something significant, such as earning your driver's license, graduating high school or college, getting a job or a promotion, or even getting married. What did you discover when you accomplished those things? I mean, did your life stop or did you discover that there was something next? Obviously, those questions are rhetorical because we all recognize that there is what happens and there's what happens next. And while there are, quote, arrivals, there is no such thing as arriving. And each arrival is a pit stop for you to celebrate your achievement, to take stock of how far you've come, and to rest and recover as you prepare for the next thing. This is what it means to be under construction, to be unfinished. And this, of course, means that there's more work to be done. There's always something else to strive for, something else to excel at, more to try, more to perfect, even though perfection will always be out of reach. And in order to achieve the next goal, our foundation must be strong. Think in terms of constructing a building or a house. It's self-evident that the goal is to erect a sturdy, functional, beautiful structure. I mean, that is what a builder is striving for. And in order to do that well, what's the first thing that needs to occur? Now, I'm going to riff a little bit on, on this. And if, if you know anything about construction, you know that the first thing you need to do is to dig a footer. When I was a teenager, I had the opportunity to build the house that I eventually lived in. And the first step in the process was to dig a footer. So we brought a backhoe in and they dug down deep enough to ultimately pour the concrete in there that served to support the ultimate structure we were in the hole, we were digging, I got concrete burns. I mean, it was a whole process, um, but it ultimately created the strength to support the foundation that was later poured that supported the framing and everything that we ultimately saw. But yet the thing that we didn't see, the thing that was underground was the thing that supported the entire structure. And the question is, for us as living, breathing, evolving beings, is the structure ever finished? The reality is the answer is no. The structure needs constant attention and tending to. It needs ongoing maintenance. More specifically, the foundation needs continuous tending so that it doesn't experience cracks or fissures that uh, compromise the integrity of the structure it's holding up. For people, I'm not just talking about our physical structure, not just talking about our body, but rather the foundation that supports us. And while we absolutely need to care for and ensure that our bodies are physically strong, we also need to look at three other areas of our lives, be it psychological, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I mean, after all, we're a composite of each of these components that form the foundation of who we are, what we want to be, and what we want to accomplish. So we need to appreciate that having a strong foundation is more than being sturdy in any one of those things, be it physical, psychological, emotional, 
or spiritual. Having a foundation that can weather any storm, that can survive any earthquake, that can bear any of the weight that we deal with in our lives serves as a composite foundation, if you will. It's a whole foundation. So for example, being emotionally intelligent is great, but without the ability to endure, emotional strength weakens. Having a positive psychology is great, but when we experience a spiritual crisis, we're, I mean, how do we reconcile this? If we experience spiritual crisis, despite the fact that we might look really, really good physically and we're really, really strong. So it's being psychologically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually strong that gives us the ability to take our lives to the next level. It gets us close to the finish line that we'll never cross. So let's take each of these components of strength separately. So first, psychological strength. This is the capacity of an individual to deal with stressors, pressures, challenges, and do you know, manage those effectively in order to perform to the best of their ability, regardless of the circumstances they find themselves in. This is a fundamental need for all of us to live our best life. And in other words, building mental and psychological strength allows us to become more resilient in the face of life's challenges. And there are a number of ways we can go about doing that. The first is skill acquisition. I mean, we like getting better at stuff. If you're a golfer, you're not likely to end up on the PGA Tour, and yet you go out every weekend because you enjoy it. You might like the walk, you might like the weather, but you want to get better at it. The people who play guitar or you learn a new instrument, they're doing that because they enjoy it. They want to get better at it. We like getting better at stuff. We like to increase our competency with things. This helps with psychological and mental strength. Another one, we like setting goals. We like there being something out there to strive for that gives us purpose. It allows us to persist. It, allow, it gives us motivation to push through the adversity in order to accomplish that. That makes us psychologically or mentally strong. We also need to accept that change is part of life and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And it allows us, in doing so, it allows us to maintain perspective that the old adage of the only thing that's constant are death and taxes is true in part. We have to add change. Change is constant and we have to embrace it whenever it comes. And that's way easier said than done, but we know it's coming so we can psychologically and mentally prepare for that. And the last one on this point is practicing gratitude every day. This is really, really difficult because we have to be intentional with that effort. This is a skill that we can acquire provided that we give it the time and attention it needs. And so taking these all together, and this is not a comprehensive list by any means, but taking these together allows us to become psychologically and mentally strong. This is one of those pillars of our foundation. The next is emotional strength. Now, let me start by saying what emotional strength is not. Emotional strength is not pushing down or ignoring your feelings. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. 
So rather than distracting yourself from what you're feeling or experiencing, building emotional strength means that you first don't negatively judge the feelings that you're having in the moment and accept them for what they are, their feelings. Human beings are the only animal on the planet that gives meaning to anything. Some might argue that everything is neutral until we give meaning to it. And there's some truth in that. Now, I'm not at all suggesting if you're the victim of a crime or if you're the victim of physical or emotional abuse, that there isn't some in, implicit meaning in that. There is, but most of the time, whether you're sitting in traffic or you're dealing with, um, you're dealing with overwhelm at work, most of the time those things tend to be neutral until we ascribe meaning to it. So building emotional strength requires that we develop a sense of openness and tolerance to how we feel moment to moment and letting that be okay. It requires a willingness to be vulnerable, to be genuine and authentic. It requires us to be present in the moment and avoid rationalizing uh, our feelings away and, and taking you know, a hard look at them. I mean, just look at them and let them be okay. It requires that we ask why until we recognize what's driving the emotions in the first place. And once we recognize something in our lives, we have no justification for it, for having it perpetuate. We have no justification for uh, how we rationalize things away. Once there's recognition, we have to stare at it. And when we stare at it, we can work through it. If you have long-standing you know, emotional things that are leading to self-limiting beliefs, once you recognize what's driving that, that allows you to start pushing through it and working the process. Emotional strength, in addition to psychological strength, now we have two of the pillars of our foundation, which brings me to the third one, which is physical strength. Of the four components of our foundation, building physical strength should really, in theory, be the easiest one. And yet, for many people, it is equally as difficult as any of the other ones. So let's, let's take a look at this. Do something physical every day. I mean, you don't need to bench 300 pounds or run five miles a day or do plyometrics one to two times a week. Just do something. Take a walk around the block, do some yard work, clean your bathtub. I mean, that in and of itself is a workout. Do something that gets the blood flowing because research shows that even a casual walk promotes blood flow to the brain, which invariably will will enhance your psychological and emotional well-being. I mean, that isn't necessarily the intended consequence of physical activity, but it absolutely contributes favorably to psychological and emotional well-being. And you can start to see, based on that comment, how these things are interconnected. Here's what I do when it comes to physical activity. I pick a number of days per week that I know I can get to, and it's a number that I'm uncompromising on when it comes to physical activity. For me, that number happens to be two days per week. Now, my goal isn't to be physically active 
two days per week. My goal is to be physically active five or more days per week, but I'm unwavering in my commitment that no matter how busy my life gets, I'm going to be physically active a minimum of two times a week. And for you, it might be one day and that's okay. Let that be what it is. It's really a starting point to say, gosh, darn it. I, I know the benefit. I don't need to talk this away. I have the time I can put down my social media for 30 minutes a day and take the dog for a walk. And what's interesting is as you establish that uncompromising goal, there's a cascading effect to this. You start feeling better. You start thinking more clearly. You start being able to handle you know, emotional adversity uh, more effectively. And then all of a sudden the goal starts to change. So you might've been uncompromising for two days a week, and now you wanna shift that to three days a week. Or you may do what I do and say, two is the number, no matter what, I'm going to get to every single day with the goal of five days per week. And once you build a strong foundation of engaging in physical activity consistently, you'll feel better, you'll be stronger, you'll have more energy which will allow you to do more. This is the cascading effect. And when you do more, you'll get even stronger and you'll have more energy. I mean, the key is to start to do something and doing something is not nothing. We all know the benefit of this and it gets promoted to us ad nauseum, ad infinitum, just do something. I really encourage you to do that. So. That's the third pillar. So we have psychological strength, we have emotional strength, and we have physical strength. Now the fourth pillar, spiritual strength. Building spiritual strength involves a person's capacity to dig deep and to find greater meaning in life, which is interesting because I touched on uh, the fact that human beings are the only known organism that actually ascribes meaning to it. But it's the meaning that we ascribe to our life that gives our life purpose from a spiritual standpoint. We align ourselves with a purpose that extends beyond ourselves. And to find a relationship in unity with something greater, such as nature or the transcendent or God, is critical to living out our purpose in our life. And as a believer, I, I spend considerable time every day being present with the Lord. It allows me to connect. It's uninterrupted time. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 40 uh, verses 29 through 31 says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Sorry about that. I, I, I couldn't read my writing. Let me read that again. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will never or will renew their strength. Boy, I completely botched that on season two, episode one of the Quest for Life podcast. As I mentioned in season one, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to stammer. I'm going to fall. It's okay. Right? But let's face it. We all get tired. We all get weak. But God is always available to help us endure, even when we completely botch scripture. If you're not a believer, you may find spiritual strength in daily meditation 
or serving others or being grateful, however you need to get there, get there. Right? The broader point here is finding strength and meaning in something bigger than ourselves. If you're a believer, that's God. If you're an atheist, it's something else. I don't know what that is, but rest assured that it's something. As we close up episode one of season two of the Quest for Life podcast, I'd like to ask you a few questions. First, how strong is your foundation in each area? Psychological strength, emotional strength, physical strength, and spiritual strength. And then answer that question for each component separately. So we have the first question, which is taking each of those as a whole. And then we have the next question is looking at those each individually. Right? Based on your answers, where are you strongest? And how can you strengthen those strengths? This is a fascinating perspective if you really think about it, because we are conditioned growing up to look at our weaknesses, to look at our limitations, to look at the euphemistically quoted opportunities for improvement. I did air quotes just then. We're conditioned to look at each of those things and to shore those up. And I'm not at all suggesting that we shouldn't, we shouldn't get better at those things because we should. What I'm suggesting is let's evaluate what we're good at first and then strengthen those strengths, become more of who and what we already are. Then look at where we can improve and then ask yourself based on each of those components, where, where can I improve? How can I become psychologically stronger? How can I become physically stronger? spiritually stronger, emotionally stronger. How can I do that? In what ways can I do that? Practically speaking, as I mentioned earlier, psychologically, you might develop a skill. Emotionally, you might you'll be more willing to look at those things, those thoughts and or sorry, those feelings and emotions and look at those things and be like, you know what? I'm going to stare at it. I'm going to recognize it because it exists and I'm going to start pushing through it. I'm going to talk to someone that I trust. I'm going to seek wise counsel. I'm going to read self-improvement books. I'm going to do something. Spiritually, if you're a believer, dig into the word. If you're a non-believer, look at nature, study the universe. If you're for physically, I mean, do something. I mean, we know this is beneficial. I mean, do something. We can do something in each of those areas to improve. So this is not just an intellectual exercise. This is not just a conversation that says, gosh, Ed, all of this makes a lot of sense. I intuitively know this. I might even consciously know this. And this is great information. It serves as a really nice reminder. While that might be true, that isn't the broader point. The broader point is to pick something in each of those areas that you can improve and apply them to your life and do that right away. The reality is there's very little that prevents us from getting better at any of those things. I mean, it, ask yourself that. Is there anything preventing me from improving? If the answer is yes, can you remove those impediments? And if the answer is yes to that, what is stopping you from removing those impediments? Now, if you can't remove those impediments, what are those specific things that are beyond your control? What are those things that disallow you from putting in 
the effort, not wanting you to face the pain, or simply desiring to take the path of least resistance. Anybody can do that. Anybody can take the path of least resistance. Anybody can quit. Not everybody can push through. But anybody can take the path of least resistance. It's If you want an easy road, it's straight. I mean, there's no challenges. You'll exist. But if you're, if you're good with that, then take time to reflect and ask yourself, why am I good with that? Why am I good in taking the straight path with no challenges versus what's preventing me from taking the other road? Because the other road is winding, it's treacherous, you could fall, you could lose everything, or you could build an everlasting foundation and you'll know you're alive. It's all food for thought, fellow questers. If you like what you've heard, please leave a five-star rating, maybe even write a review. Be sure to tell everyone you know about season two of the Quest for Life podcast. It's going to be even bigger than season one. Appreciate you all. Thank you for joining the conversation.